the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. This gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian, clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, each time I speak into this microphone, I am reminded of the warning of James, who wrote the New Testament epistle bearing his name. Just a few years following the resurrection of Christ from the dead, as a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, he penned his inspired epistle to the twelve tribes which were scattered abroad. I have no way of knowing for certain how many people were in those twelve tribes, but I am confident that they did not number into the millions that are potential listeners to this radio ministry. The enormity of this number adds to the personal burden of responsibility weighing on my shoulders to heed the admonition of James chapter 3 verse 1 where it is written my brethren let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment the teachers to whom he referred were those who teach God's Word it is a great responsibility of those who teach God's Word to teach his word correctly. Every teacher who opens the sacred text of God's word to teach a verse, a chapter, or a book will give an account to Christ at his judgment seat for what he teaches. It is difficult to understand how those who with little fear of the stricter judgment to come upon them knowingly teach religious doctrine that are blatantly false, even to those who are newborn babes in Christ. 
but they do. And people by the millions bank their eternal salvation on the things they teach. It is written in Ephesians 4, verse 11, that in addition to apostles, prophets, and evangelists, Christ gave to the church pastors and teachers. In the next two verses, we are told why he gave these men to his personal blood-bought church. One reason was so the saints would be equipped for the work of ministry. The second reason was so the body of Christ would be edified, strengthened, built up spiritually. And the third reason was so the church would not be like children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. We cannot hear the words trickery and cunning without thinking of the cunning craftiness of the old serpent in the garden in Eden who tricked Eve to believe she could transgress God's law and not have to pay a price for it. The world of religion has been filled with men of trickery and cunning craftiness ever since. Men having impressive religious titles and dressed in religious garb have no fear to preach or teach. What they know is not written on any page of God's holy writ. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, the apostle described men such as this as always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Two of them he identified by name in chapter 3, verse 8, Jans and Jambres, who resisted Moses. Paul said others resist the truth, men of corrupt minds whose folly will be manifest to all. He went on to say in verse 13, Evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Not only do men such as this deceive others, they deceive themselves, believing they can teach whatever they please without any consequences. Such is the world of religion in which we live. Paul said men who are always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth are evil impostors. As he wrote in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 15, they transform themselves into ministers of righteousness when there is nothing righteous about them. They are evil deceivers, counterfeits, who prey upon those who are unlearned and ignorant concerning God's divine revelation. Paul said their folly will be manifest to all. Most people in Christendom with all its denominations and cults believe a lot of religious balderdash that spews across the tongues over the lips and out of the mouths of ministers of Satan every day and twice on Sunday. They claim their messages come from the Word of God when, of course, they do not, but that is their claim. They do this with great confidence, knowing the average person sitting on the average pew in the average congregation doesn't know a whit of what God's Word actually says.
I know some of the messengers of Satan by name, and so do you. Books bearing their names, but written by ghostwriters, line the shelves from one end to the other in bookstores. Because I hear them preach and am familiar with their books, I know what I would preach concerning the church if I were a messenger of Satan. As a messenger of Satan, I would preach often concerning the church, not because I believed in or supported the message of the church, and not because I believed anyone must actually be part of the church, but because the church would be a moneymaker, speaking engagements, books, CDs, and DVDs, and jewelry and trinkets would bring in the loot. I would preach about the church because as an imposter, I would know that people expect preachers to talk about the church. So since this would be expected of me, here is what I would say about the church as a minister of Satan. I would preach that the church is a wonderful institution that does some good things. I would tell my ignorant, uninformed audience they should belong to one, or two, or three. The more the better. This I would do because I know the more churches people attend, the more confused they get, since churches don't agree on about anything. They certainly do not agree on the matter of how to be saved from sin, and this would be my primary objective, to keep people ignorant of God's plan for saving men who are lost in their sins. I would encourage people to attend one church that believes salvation from sin is received by praying a sinner's prayer, and then visit another church that believes salvation from sin is received by being baptized with the Holy Spirit, and still another church that believes salvation from sin is received by doing nothing, since Christ has already done it all for everyone. Since people would hear different messages concerning how to be saved, I know people would not recognize the truth if it hit them between their eyeballs. If, by accident, they attended a church that quoted what Jesus said in Mark 16:16, 16, 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, the truth of his statement would pass through one ear and go out the other, over their head and be forgotten before they left the parking lot. And then, as a minister of Satan, I would remind my audience that regarding the church, one church is just as good as another. It really doesn't matter which one you attend, as long as you attend one that claims to be a church. I would quote world-renowned preachers, who have said from the platforms of their large crusades that people should join a church of their choice. Look for a church that meets your personal and family needs. This would make a huge impression on everyone that I was not a judgmental preacher who got hung up on doctrine. After all, it isn't doctrine that saves anyway. It's Jesus who saves. This would go over well with everyone. 
A third thing I would preach about the church is that there are several different faiths, so who can say which one is the right one? You may go to a different church than your next-door neighbor, but both of you are headed for the same place, just taking different roads to get there. Who can really say their way is the only way anyway? Anyone who says he is a Christian is saved, and on his way to heaven right along with everyone else who says they are a Christian. In fact, I would support different churches of different faiths and beliefs to join hands to present to the world a united front. There would be no unity in belief, but there would be union, and that's what really counts anyway. The last thing I would preach if I were a minister of Satan would be, wherever you attend, make sure the Bible is taught. Because that sounds judgmental. And we all know that we are to judge not, that you be not judged. I would assure my congregants that the way a person is saved, the frequency the Lord's Supper is observed, the name of the church, the way in which the church is governed, the names the members are called, the frequency of the assemblies, and a host of other things that churches get hung up on are trivial minutiae that have nothing to do with being right with God. The only thing that really matters is, do you love Jesus? And of course, everyone would say they do. Then, after about an hour of this, I would dismiss my flock early so they could beat everyone else to the chow line at their favorite local restaurant. I would have succeeded in doing what I set out to do, talk like a preacher, smile like a preacher, dress like a preacher, and carry a Bible like a preacher, and send my sheep back into the world to continue doing what they did before they came without sweating repentance. Behind my religious title and my meaningless devotion of 20 minutes, I would achieve my purpose. I would make everyone think I was a minister of righteousness who loved God and His Word and, of course, them. I am not a minister of Satan. I was not saved from my sins by him. I did not get my theological training from him. My sheepskin is not signed by him. As a disciple of Jesus, I have attended his school of theology. I have studied and been educated by his one inspired book, and I have learned and been trained in the doctrine of his apostles. Because of these things, as a minister of Christ, my message concerning the church is far different from the message of Satan and his ministers. Like them, I also speak often about the church, but my message is different. As a minister of Christ, I am obligated to say that the church is not just a nice thing, and it is not just a good thing. For the Christian, it is the most important thing in his or her life. The church is not a social or community or civic organization. 
The church transcends every organization of men in the world. The church like Jesus is unique. She is one of a kind. There is no other group of people like her. And there is only one of her. She is the possession of Jesus the Christ, purchased with his blood. He is her Lord. He has all authority over everything that concerns her. It is written in Ephesians 1 verse 22 that God the Father put all things under his feet, the feet of Jesus, and gave him, Jesus, to be head over all things to the church. Did you get that? He is the head over all things to the church. This includes the way in which she is organized or governed. Christ is the sovereign head of the church, not one man and not a group of men. Her government has not been left up to a congregational meeting or to a church board meeting. He has placed evangelists in his church to set his church in order and elders to pastor, shepherd, oversee his flock, not a pastor's flock, but his flock. Her name and the name of her members have already been assigned by him because it is his church. Her name bears his name, Church of Christ. The churches of Christ salute you because the members of his church are his disciples. Their name is Christian. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Not a denomination hyphen Christian, but only Christian. How one becomes a member of his church has already been determined by him. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. Her purpose has already been determined by him. Go therefore and make all make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. The frequency of the Lord's Supper has already been determined by him. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, the mode of the baptism she administers has already been determined by him. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. And they came up out of the water. Her constitution and bylaws have already been determined by him in these last days God has spoken to us by his son hear him the only thing the members of his church must do is to observe and follow his word concerning each of these matters all these matters have been legislated by the one who gave his life for her no hierarchy in Rome Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Dallas, Salt Lake City, Mecca, Istanbul, or any other place in the world has any authority to legislate 
the affairs of the church built by Jesus. As a minister of Christ, I want you to know that what one does to his church, one does to Christ. To willfully absent oneself from the assembly of the Lord's church is an affront to the holiness and majesty and sovereignty of Christ. To willfully neglect the Lord's table is to willfully neglect the Lord. The most important meeting a Christian has each week is his or her meeting with his or her Lord who purchased their salvation with his own blood. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God. His church is his earthly kingdom for whom he is returning. As a minister of Christ, I am obligated to remind my audience that to think one can neglect, ignore the earthly kingdom of Christ and expect to be part of the heavenly kingdom in the new Jerusalem is an idea that has been vomited from hell and spewed by those whose father will be cast there at the final judgment. Satan and his ministers have sold millions of people a false bill of goods. Church has been presented as something where people go or something people do rather than what people are. As a minister of Christ, I want people to know that Jesus is the Savior of the church, and the church is to be subject to her Savior. I want people to know that Jesus so loved the church that he gave himself for her on the cross. I want people to know that Jesus is returning for a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. A church that believes his word and is obedient to him. Satan and his ministers have created hundreds, thousands of churches. As imposters, they do not post the name Church of Satan on their marquees, but that is what they are. They shut up the kingdom of heaven, preventing sincere seekers of Christ from entering everlasting life. Ladies and gentlemen, eternity is a long time to have to say repeatedly, you know what that radio preacher said was right. I should have listened. I should have repented of my sins. I should have been immersed in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. I should have obeyed God's holy word. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, hell will be filled with people who say over and over and over again, I should have, I should have, I should have.
There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built and preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575, Jellicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Jellicothe, Ohio, Zip 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now, until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.